Yes, 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 people coming in hard. It's Friday, so the last chin check of the week. And um, as we do, we're taking a look at a little bit of news. Yo, touching on things that happened earlier in the week that we didn't have time to talk about. And we'll look at the UFC uh, on ESPN 15 weigh-ins. See what happens with all of that. So, let's get into this episode. <laughs> Alright, people, let's go. Okay, people, so the news broke on, um, I think it broke on Wednesday, right? That uh, John Jones had vacated the light heavyweight belt. Now, there had been a lot of speculation. Yo, there was a lot of people calling for the UFC to strip Jones. Because, you know, earlier on, Jones had come out and... Because he tried to negotiate the heavyweight fight. You know, he tried to get more money. That got squashed. And then Jones came out and said that um, he's not fighting. He's not fighting because he's not getting paid what he feels he deserves. You know, like, John, he has a tendency to do some crazy-ass shit. You know, ask for things that... Would and just never gonna happen. Whereas I think he does it. He does certain things in a way that just doesn't leave any wiggle room, you know. And, and that's always been an issue for John. And I, you know, sometimes he looks at things and thinks that he's, you know, everyone's against him. When you have to break it down, right? The amount of shit John has done, a lot of organizations would have cut him, would have cut him, right? And then when there is the whole picogram situation, just move him off the card. But no, they moved the freaking fight, they moved it across country. Not many organisations would have done that So I think John needs to just remember some of these things at times But he came out and said he wasn't fighting But, yo, Chales pointed out a really big thing That was said at the beginning of the pandemic And when everything was crazy So when Dana had, you know, kind of sorted out that the fights can still happen. Like he put together a plan. He said people don't have to fight. He understands this is a crazy time and he's not holding anyone to um you know to fight. Right? So he said he's not cutting people, you know, it it's just one of those things. And so from that you do understand that John Jones wasn't going to get stripped Just because, like, look, it's a weird time People, weird emotions, you're going to say things right? So he wasn't ever going to get stripped Unless John made the phone call John never made the phone call, right? So it was what it was But then the other day like I think it was Brett Okamoto had asked Dana about the light heavyweight situation and, and Dana said he's waiting on a call from Jones, right? They've been talking, he's waiting on a call. So that's when, I think it was a couple of days later, the um, the tweets dropped, right? So Jones tweeted, just got off the phone with the UFC today. I confirm that I am vacating the light heavyweight championships. It's official. It's officially up for grabs. It's been an amazing journey. Sincere thank you to all my competition, UFC, and most importantly, you fans. So, yeah, that was the word. Now we know. Because a fight between Dominic Reyes 
and um, Jan Blagovic had been made for UFC 253. And at the time, it was just a fight, right? There was rumours it was a um, interim championship decider, but there was nothing confirmed. So once, you know, this had, you know, been worked out, so now that is for the belt, which makes sense, right? Makes perfect sense, because those were the two people that were initially going to be John's, you know, either were going to be John's next opponent, right? So, um, yeah, but, this is the thing, right? So it's like, um, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? You know, there's a lot of people just like, John's giving up the belt. You know, John's leaving, right? Does that mean he, he he's leaving? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. He then put out another tweet. So he just said, just had a really positive conversation with UFC. Sounds like there will be negotiations for my next fight at heavyweight. All good news. The weight gaining process begins. So yeah, John Jones officially moving to heavyweight, which has always been on the cards. Like we knew it was coming at some point, but we were always getting mixed messages. Right, there'd be times when John goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna move up to heavyweight," and then the next minute I'll send a tweet going, "Yeah, no, I'm staying at light heavy for the you know, foreseeable future." I remember John um, had an interview on UFC Unfiltered, and he was just like, "If I go up to heavyweight, I think my first fight, I want it to be against you know one of the lighter heavyweights, make that transition, you know, before I." Delve into the bigger big guys And then literally the, the next day he tweets That he wants to fight Brock Lesnar So we were always getting these Mixed messages from John And I do think it, You know To make that proper move Right You want to give yourself time You want to give yourself time to put on the muscle To um, You know Really Condition and get into things Because remember when John fought um, Ovin St. Prue, right He was big He was, you know, he was jacked Like we'd seen him lifting weights and all of this But he was a little slow So I feel, and I mean the slowness could also have been Because he'd been out for over a year, right so I think it's one of those things, right? You want to really just make sure you're doing it right. So it all makes sense. Now, after the um, Cormier-Stipe fight, John, you know, again, he tweeted something uh, along the lines of, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to fighting Stipe. But Dana came out and said... John definitely can fight for the belt, right? But he's not going to jump over Francis. So Ungano will get the next shot. And, like, when you break all of this down, timelines make sense, right? So it, John's probably told the UFC how much time he feels he needs to, you know, just... Put on the weight, train, and get up to heavyweight conditions. And I imagine that I I can imagine that he's thinking of taking that heavyweight fight beginning of next year. That's what I would imagine, right? So I think I think Dana or someone said that they hope to have Stipe. Ungano probably at the end of this year. So that does like and you look at all the timings that does make sense, right? Um Ungano for Rosenstroke was it the other month? I believe that was in July, 
Stipe's fault. So if we gave Stipe, like I imagine, if have him fight Ngano in December, because you know those December cards haven't been fleshed out yet. We haven't had any announcements for fights or anything like that. So yeah, that would be a big fight to end the year. Gives both fighters enough time to recover, and not that Francis needs it. <laughs> you know the way his fight went, but it gives Stipe enough time, technically, right? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe Stipe wants, you know, just to rest and come back next year. Who knows? But if he wanted to get another one in December, that works out, right? So then you, you have that December fight. Depending on, I guess, if it's the beginning of December or the end of December. But you could then have um, Jones, you know, make that heavyweight debut. I don't know if Super Bowl weekend is too early. But end of February, beginning of March, maybe, possibly. I think this all kind of aligns. It all works out. So that would be cool. Now, with with the move, we've had a lot of people say things, right? And for the most part, right, fighters have just been like, yeah, no, that's great. You know, people have been, yeah, no, it makes sense, we get it. You know what I mean? All good. Dominic Reyes has said he thinks John is was scared and it was the only way he can get away from fighting him. And... Ah, it, it's a crazy one Like, a lot of times uh, we, we see it a lot, right? Fighters will go, oh, that person's running from me That person's scared of me I don't really I don't really think you could say it about Many fighters Yo, when you get into the UFC You understand There's no real easy fights Like, everyone is Fighting to stay on that roster But you think once you get into that Top 15 Top 5 You know the top 10 All of those dudes are Gonna be killers But even the people lower on the roster They wanna get higher So they're working hard The people that have just come in Are fighting hard to stay To make a name To make a statement So there is no easy fight Right, so to say someone is running, it is crazy. And to say John, because that's insane. Right, there's be, always been this talk about who, who are legitimate stars, who are legitimate badasses, right? And I, I think I've heard a few people talk about it and break it down like this, right? There's only a few athletes who have... You know, fought the past, present, and future. Yo, GSP was one. That last fight against Johnny Hendricks being the future, right? Because when GSP went, Hendricks then became the champion and, you know, defended a belt a good few times. You know, was cons- looked at as a legitimate threat. Then we saw Yasada and we saw a big difference, but a ho. Hey ho, but yeah, you look at John's record and you realize, yeah, John is one of those dudes, right? With the people he fought, like he won the belt against Vitor, right? Beat Vitor for the belt, you know. No, sorry, he beat um Rua, yeah, he beat Rua Mauricio Shogun Rua for the title in 2011. Right, so he did that. He then beat um, Quentin Jackson, Leotto Le- 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 uh, Le- Machida, Rashad Evans, Vitor Belfort. You know, he beat Chael Sonnen, Alexander Gustafsson, Glover Texier, Daniel Cormier. So he's fought. All of those, and there's legends there, Machida, Jackson, Evans, Beltor, Rua, 
They're old school legends. You know what I'm saying? But then you've got the newer guys. Well, I guess actually Evans, you'd say, was, you know, the present, right? Evans is the present. He's got down. But he's also beat Ryan Bader, who is currently two times champ at Bellator. He beat Brandon Vera, who is, what, the heavyweight champ at one? You know, so he's, he's beat all of those. Alexander Gustafsson, you know, Daniel Cormier, Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos. The, these are the present dudes. And the future, you could say the future being Dominic Reyes. Right, that last fight against Dominic Reyes, that's the future. Dominic Reyes is the future. He is the youngest out of all the people Jones beat for the, you know, on his title runs. Right? And technically, like, if if Reyes then beats Blakovic for the belt, or if he just gets the belt any time, yo, that's the future. So John has gone, you know, he's done it. So there's no, oh, I'm scared. Yo, he fought Gustafsson twice. He bought Cormier twice. And when you think about both of those fights, right? Both. The first fight was close. Right? John won, but the first fights were close. Second fights, nah. Second fights were not close at all. So, yo, where, where he... You know, had a real dog fight. He still fought them again, fought them again, and just blew them away. So John isn't scared. He fought a lot of people in ways that didn't really fit his style. Right? You watch the fight and you think, wait, why isn't John doing? He's not doing, huh? No, because he would fight people with their, you know, their own style. To beat them with their own style. That's what John did. So, all this talk of, oh, John's scared. It's some silly bullshit. Now, you, you understand why Reyes is saying it. Because it makes him look good. Makes him look, hey, I'm so bad, I scared the champion out of the division. Right, sound bites, it looks good. But is there any truth in it? Let's be real. No, no, and I think we could see, John was looking for a challenge, he wanted a challenge, you know, when you've been at the top of the game for all these years, and we have seen it with so many champions, it is hard to keep that fire going, right, hard to keep that fire going, so yeah, getting up for all of these contenders, when he's looking at them, just going, "Ugh, I've I've fought people like Cormier, I've fought people like Gufterson, like Rampage, Yo Belfour, Rua, like these dudes don't come close. What am I doing?" So the move to heavyweight just makes perfect sense. And if you haven't listened to this interview yet. Go listen to the latest episode of Believe You Me. You know, the Mike Bisbin, Lewis J. Gomez podcast, which is great. If you're not listening to it, people, go. you need to go check that shit out. But on the latest episode that dropped today, they had Anthony Smith, right? Lionheart, who, you know, he's fought Jones. He got handled by Jones, right? Jones and him do not get on, but Smith, he gave a honest and a great interview and response about the whole situation, you know, because he broke it down, he's like, yeah, John could have held up the division, you know, because if John holds up the division, right, in his negotiations, he could potentially get more money, because he's negotiating as a champion, but he didn't do that, right, and Smith commends him for that, and also Smith, uh, you know, he as well is just like, no, I get why he moves up, because, you know, 
it's more of a challenge. Moving to heavyweight is more of a challenge. But it also now frees up the light heavyweight division. Because when you think about the amount of people that didn't have a chance of being champion because Jones is there, now they could have, you know, they could have the belt. And to be honest, I think, right, I think we are going to see the light heavyweight belt change hands a lot. Yeah, I think there is going to be a a lot of movement with the light heavyweight belt in the, the, you know, the foreseeable future. I don't think anyone is going to be able to hold it for the amount of time that Jones did. Jones held that belt for, man, he held that belt for years. You know, he, yeah, when you factor in, yes, he got suspended, you know, a, a couple of times and all of that, but yeah, he held that belt for a long ass time. No one else is gonna do that. You know what I mean? Like, no one else is really gonna do that. You know? Because oh, there's too much. There's When you look at the next crop of dudes, right? There's not much between them. You know, not much between them at all. So it just means on any given Sunday, anyone could be the, the, you know, the champion, right? Anyone could be the champion on any given Sunday. So we're going to see movement. But that makes it fun. That makes it fun, right? So we're going to have Dominic Reyes against Jan Blakovic, right? Then we've got Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, Yo, any of those, any of those dudes could be the champion. Glover Tuxiera, right? He's he's a beast. I think he's fighting Santos next. You know, Glover has still got a potential run in him. You know, if everything collides, who knows? Right? Then we got the younger dudes like Alexander Rakic, who's fighting Smith next week, right? He's a young dude. So even if he loses next week, he's still in the mix. You know? So we have all of these people. We've got Jari um, Prakavakukaka. You know what I mean? The new dude that came over from Risen and had that great debut, you know, in June. So yeah, we, we got a lot of people floating around. There's still like you know, cats like Johnny Walker, Ryan Spann, Misha, um and Nikita. You know, like so we got those who uh you know what I mean they're there, we don't know, but they hey, uh, a, a a new kind of focused determination could see them. So there's so many people now. I think just yeah, that belt is going to change hands. Yo, know, we'll, like you might see one defend it once, twice. I kind of feel that's gonna be it. But uh, yeah, interesting times, man. Interesting times. You know, he's seeing what John does at heavyweight, and I think he'll do well. You know, I I think legitimately he will do well. You know. But yeah, I am looking forward to that shit. Looking forward to it, people, for sure. So, something that plays into um, John Jones, you know, leaving the light heavyweight division is, um, is this, right? So, we've now officially had word that... Rumble Johnson, Anthony Rumble Johnson is coming back, right, we've had him hin and say, but he hadn't entered the USADA testing pool, right, there was a point when he was kept on just saying, yeah, I'm coming back, I'm coming back as heavyweight, but then someone asked Dana earlier in the year, I forget when exactly, but they'd asked Dana, and Dana said he he's not in Usada, so yeah, I'm how I can't make fights 
or arrangements for someone that isn't technically UFC fighter. So then it was just like, oh, well, that's, huh, that's interesting. Because he's saying it a lot, but he hasn't, huh, okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, now we get word that he's re-entered the pool, which I do find it's an odd one, right? Because it's just, why did he leave it so long? Because it's not like he's only just realised that he wants to come back. He's been talking about coming back for a while. Like He competed in Quintet last year. And at that time, everyone knew he was talking about coming back. He then competed in um, Submission Underground. And at that time, everyone knew he was thinking of coming back. Like, he he wasn't in great shape. (laughs) Like, he was huge, you know, in Submission Underground. But, you know, he he, he was looking. And with with the word that it was going to be heavyweight, people were just like, all right, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, But, yeah, this week... He says that um, he's re-entered the pool, but the big one, he's coming back as a light heavyweight. Now, that's interesting. It's interesting, right? Because this is the thing. He fought, like, Daniel Cormier twice. Lost both times, right? He hit Cormier with everything, Flipped him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cormier kind of did a cartwheel. You know what I mean? He got hit that hard. Right? It was like in a Looney Tunes cartoon. But Cormier, you know, weathered that storm, choked him out. Right? Um, so you can imagine he's thinking, all right, so Jones beat Cormier twice. I lost to Cormier twice. I ain't beating Jones. Now that Jones has indicated he's leaving the room, right? He's leaving the room. It's now ripe. The light heavyweight belt is ripe. You know, so it, it makes perfect sense that Rumble comes back as light heavyweight. You know, it might be a tough cut, but it, we, we've seen him make it. Numerous times now. So he knows he can make that cut. He, you know, you have to be in the um, the testing pool for, I think it's three or four months before you can book a fight. Right, so he's got plenty of time to get back in shape. And I imagine, I haven't seen um, any photos of Rumble, Rumble recently, but I imagine he's been working on all of that. So, uh, yeah, he's going to make weight, and he's, you know, he's looked at the opposition and thinks, I can kill all of those dudes. You know, like, he's beaten Glover. Like, we, we, we've seen that. You know, he beat Gustafson. So, he's probably looking and thinking, yeah, I can stop all of these people, man. It's good. I can be a champion. Because you look at heavyweight. And it's just like. Hmm. Do I really want to fight Ungano? Oh, that's tough. Like Rosenstrike. Punches hard. Derek Lewis punches hard. Like we've seen Stipe. Yo. Handle all of these. Like monsters. So. Heavyweight is a tough proposition, and John Jones is headed there. Right, so your 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 route to a title is problematic there, but like heavyweight, <laughs> who can withstand these hammers? Right, that's what he's thinking. So yeah, I get it. It makes sense. It makes sense, people. And it's interesting as a motherfucker. <laughs> right? It's crazy interesting. 
As I said, look, the light heavyweight division, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts, and we're going to see that belt. Whoa, we're going to see that belt change hands. Right, we haven't had the only people who have been champion in the last few years since 2011. Right, it's been Jones and Cormier. That's it. They're the only two names on that belt in all that time, in in nearly ten years. So, hey, I can tell you right now in. You know, the, the, just the next couple of years We're going to see several champions Right? So, yeah It's just a question of Who? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who? And Rumble definitely hopes He's going to be one of those He's going to be one of those So, yeah Let's see what the fuck happens, people Okay, people, it wouldn't be a weigh-in without a little drama, right? We have just had the UFC on ESPN 15 weigh-ins, and yeah, a little bit went down, right? So, um, uh, most people made weight, right? Pedri Munez, he came in at 136, Frankie Edgar... Came in at a 135.5 Which Really not a surprise You know, I mean, as we mentioned In the last episode Episode 72 Right, so this fight was Rescheduled, it was meant to happen In oh, I think the first fight on Fight Island, right But it, it got pulled, Munez Got COVID, it got moved so with that, it allowed Frankie to, yeah, just practice that weight cut to see where the weight was. Because that fight was pulled, I think it was close to fight day, right? It wasn't on the day, but it, I think it was in fight week. So Frankie at that point would have seen where his weight is and, you know, has been able to adapt. I think it was scheduled another time and it got changed. So he's had enough time to really kind of immaculate himself. Immaculate? Hmm. Not sure that's the word, but acclimatate? I don't know, whoever. You know what I'm talking about, people. But yeah, he's had the time to work that out. So I wasn't surprised that he, you know, came in cool. You know? Um, now... Other people made weight and it was fine. So co-main event, St. Pru came 205.5, Menafield 204.5. So that's all great. Everything is pretty rosy. Um, and then it gets a little bit odd. Right, so um with the fights, right? So Unfortunately, okay, so um, Striegel was meant to be fighting um, Timor Valiv, right, in the opening fight of the night. But, uh, yeah, something happened. Striegel had to pull out. So he got Trevin Jones to um, step in in his place, right? So that was all good. And because of that, the fight was moved to... Um, 140 pounds catch weight Right, so Gave some allowance Which, yeah, it's all fair It's all good But Right, but So, uh, Jones He first weighed in At 140.5 Now, with most fights You get a pound allowance Right, either side But because this is a catch weight fight Right, so it's not the normal, say, 135 that they'd normally be fighting at. So that means there's no allowance. But Jones was given a a chance to, yeah, go cut that extra half a pound. He did, and he came in at 
right? So where them things got weird as well. So um, Daniel Rodriguez, he was scheduled to be fighting um, Tasaki Sato. Now Sato, he weighed in, but then he was pulled. Not quite sure why, but yeah, that happened. So um, Rodriguez lost his opponent, uh, and that he was the the first fight on the main card. Now on the um, prelims, Dwight Dwight Grant, he was he had a um, last minute replacement. So his original um, opponent. Dropped out I forget who is it originally meant to fight But Callan Bourne Stepped in on short notice I think it was um, I don't know Two, three days notice Something like that But he didn't even come and make way So no real word I saw something about Personal reasons I don't know I don't know like, this would have been his UFC debut. He could, it could have been a panic attack. Like, no one knows right now. So, um, yeah. Both Grant and Rodriguez lost opponents. Now, <laughs> they're in the same weight class. They're in the same weight class. So, they agreed to fight each other. Which... You, it, it sounds you're like, like you. You'd think, ah, well, that's no big deal, right? But neither were training for each other, so you have to say that is, you you have to give it up to them both for agreeing to do that. There's no one was training. You know, it, it's a weird situation. Now I've probably Grant, he, like he's lost two opponents already. So it's probably not For that point it's like Whatever Rodriguez He must feel kind of weird But Sato weighed in But yeah they've agreed to a fight So that's all good man Uh, It's definitely a dangerous one Definitely a dangerous one Uh, I feel that Rodriguez Probably has the advantage here But uh, Who knows So yeah (laughs) <laughs> Man, it all went down Everyone else, though, has made weight So, um, yeah Now we just sit back And wait to see what happens tomorrow night So, uh, yeah, still looking forward to it all Because it is a fun card It's a fun card, we've got some fun fights So, um, yeah Saturday night, people Saturday night. <laughs> okay, people. So, we are getting to the end of another episode. There's just a lot that's been happening, right? There has been so much back and forth between, um, well, <laughs> everyone and Sean O'Malley of late. It is kind of crazy. Like, we've got um, Ben Ashgren. Like taking shots because O'Malley went out on the stretcher. There's there's just a lot of stuff, which is kind of amusing because a lot of these people have found themselves in the past, you know, in this situation, right? With everyone like coming at them, and they didn't like it. But it is it, funny that yeah, they forget. And then do the same to someone else What else is funny The other day I saw um, Eddie Alvarez Put out a, a comment Around Face masks Right And a Like a few people You know In the MMA News kind of situation Journalistic People Came out and were just like Shut up You know Which I'm just like Listen right You might not agree with what he said But if someone Did the same to you 
you then write a, a long piece that, you know, oh, fans are disrespectful and this just shows blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, yo, remember what you put out comes back at you. You know what I mean? You you can't have it one way, for, you know, for others, but then do the opposite yourself. You feel me? But um, yeah, that's just the crazy man. Ah, the other thing that I, you know, I didn't comment on, Anderson Silva, right? He he's fighting Uriah Hall, but he still. Still seems to be pushing for a fight with Conor McGregor Which I find kind of weird Right, it's the bigger man calling out the smaller man And in any other time, people call that like a bully tactic But no one's ever said that in this Now, like a lot, I feel people feel that Conor can beat Anderson but it's still a smaller dude fighting a bigger dude Which, yeah, I find an odd one It seems odd Anderson keeps on calling him out Right, I'd understand if Connor was heavier Because, let's be honest, even when he fights at welterweight He's not a welterweight Right, he comes in oftentimes just under the, the, the weight Right, so he's not really a 170, you know what I mean? But yeah, anyway, that's just faults, man. But let's get on to um fights <laughs> because woo! Oh my days, there is so much happening right now, so much man, and even listen, just in the space of time recording this episode. Some big breaking news came Which is real lucky that I got delayed in putting this out Because I would have missed it Alright, so um, next weekend We have got a fight rearranged It's come back They were meant to fight recently But um, Ion Kutalabra got COVID And yes, that's it people I am talking about Magdem Agalev Against Ion Kutalabra That will take place next week UFC Vegas 8 August 29th Right? So, um, yeah Finally get to see this craziness again And I can't wait, man I really can't wait There's that weird call before That, um, you know Kutalabra was out When he was doing the rope dope It was insane so yeah, we will finally get to see who who's the dude. You know, also next week, Ryan Hall was meant to be fighting Ricardo Lamas, but unfortunately Hall has to withdraw because of injury, which this has been a, a real big problem with his career. It's, it's like he's just suffered these just irritating injuries And also just trying to get fights, right? So I think I've seen that supposedly the, the, the injury shouldn't keep him out for too long So I don't know if they're going to try and get a replacement for Lamas Or just reschedule this fight in maybe a month's time But um, yeah, I think... We will have to um, wait and see what happens with that one Okay, so on the 5th of September Maria Barrero Silva Is going to be fighting Maria Romaro Barella So, um, hey, that's going to be a fun fight A bit of a little war right there Then um, the following week as Sabrina Mazzo is going to be fighting Justine Kish I feel we haven't seen Kish in a while So, um, hey, this will be fun Yeah, that's another little fun scrap <laughs> And they keep on coming, man The next week, Andre Yule is fighting Irvin Riviera um, ah, So this is... Uh, yeah, this is a crazy one. So, Gerard Marshall 
was meant to be fighting Ed Herman. So that was a rescheduled fight from a previous time where Marsha had an injury. But it's happened again. Marshall is out. But Hurtman is cool. He has a replacement. John Allen is stepping in to fight Herman. Now the crazy thing, Allen has also got another fight scheduled the we're in um, a couple of months later in November. So that night he's fighting Roman Dolazard. Um, now, Alan is coming back from um, suspension. So, yo, I, like, yeah, he must be hungry, man. You know, he hasn't been able to make money. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised he's, um, yeah, thrown his name out like that. Because if he doesn't get any injuries against Herman, even if he loses, right, as long as he's not, like, anything crazy happens, yeah, that fight in November, that's still a lock. So, um, hey, mad props to John Allen right there. So, um, we now jump into October. So, uh, on the 10th of October, we've got Alejandro Perez will be fighting Thomas Almeida. So good to see Almeida up in there. We haven't seen him for a while. Um, also on that card, Tracy Cortez is going to be fighting Bea Malaki. And, and Ben Rothwell is fighting Marcin Tabora. So the big boys are clashing that night. God damn, man. We just, the, the fights keep rolling. And people, there are more. There are more, right? So, um, on the 24th of October, Rafael Dasanias is dropping back down to a lightweight and he's going to be fighting Islam Makachev. Oh, that is a good fight, you know? And uh, Dasanias, you know what I mean? It's, he's not getting any easy fights on that drop back down. Damn, this is going to be uh, a fun one. So then the following week, oh, we've got some fun fights. So um, Raplan Paviev is scheduled to be fighting Amar Alabazi. And then Sean Strickland is fighting Wellington Truman. So yeah, that's good. Then we jump the next week, 7th of November, Trevon Giles will be fighting Bevan Lewis. Uh, then the next week, we've got uh, Julian Marquez, Marquez against um, Sapperberg Safarov. So, um, yeah. That's a rescheduled fight. It was meant to be happening next week. So, yeah, that's been now moved to the 14th of November. Um, so, then we've got the 28th of November. We've got Parker Porter, who we saw last week. He's going to be fighting Josh Parisian. Who we saw um, on Tuesday win a contract to the UFC on the Contender Series. Um, and then these two fights that have just been announced. Man, so on, uh, gosh, what is it? The 5th of December, right? The 5th of December, man. Jack Hermanson is gonna fight Darren Till in the main event of that night. So this is pending on um, Hill getting medical clearance for his left knee, but word is that the knee is looking good. So this fight should be a lock. And when you look at it, the middleweight division, there's a lot of clarity coming to that right now. You know, we've got Adesanya v. Costa at um, 
UFC 253, right? We've got that happening. Then we've got Whitaker against Court um Kanamir, right? For the next challenger for the title. But this Hermanson Till fight, see, I I kind of see it that they will probably fight the um. I don't know, maybe the loser of Whitaker Cannonier or Adesanya Costa, right? But it, everything is moving to, um, yeah, line up the next couple of challenges for the belt. And then, people, we now know, uh, 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 you know, the main event, or at least one of the main events. For UFC 256 that takes place in December. And it's the fight that people have been waiting on. Right? Megan Anderson gets her crack at the belt. That's right, Amanda Nunes. She's uh, had enough of baby duty and she is fighting in December. So goddamn, that's gonna be fun. Like, does does Anderson really have a chance? You know what I mean? It, it's tough to bet against uh, Nunez, right? Because Nunez is just wrecked shop. But uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? You know, James Kraus, you know, he trains Megan Anderson. Or sorry, Megan Anderson. So uh you know, hey, I'm sure they've got tricks they're working on, right? But um, yeah, this is fun, and it's funny. I I was just saying early in the podcast that um we haven't got any December dates yet, and we've now got a couple. <laughs> but that's not to say, you know, what I mean, a Stipe Ungano fight can't be added to 256. Yo, know, we see it a lot. You know what I mean? Two title fights on a card. Hey, sometimes there's three title fights on a card. So um, hey, everything is still open. But people, that is us for this week. We are done. We're out. Now it's all about Saturday, right? Who's gonna win, Munez or Edgar? Who you got? Who you got, people? Yo, I can't wait, right? So, um, you know what I mean? I'm going to put my picks out tomorrow morning. So, uh, yeah, keep a lookout for those. And, uh, yeah, then we'll break it all down on Monday. All right? So enjoy the fights, people. And, uh, peace.